quite literally. Will Tidwell, a younger gentleman. I, wasn't, I, wish, and I, I wish I didn't have this big heart. People just do nothing but hurt. Anybody can dream the dream. Anybody can have a goal, but see. You're gonna be a neighborhood hero. You just keep shining. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Will Z Tidwell with Speak Up Z. And you're not tuning into another episode of Speak Up Z, the podcast. And the podcast where we talk about real things with real people. Everything from life to business to mental health and everything else in between. And as you can see, man, I'm not alone today. Um, I got a special, special guest with me. Um, and somebody that, that is a, a, a prophetic brother, right? A business-minded man. Um, somebody that's truly, truly down to earth when it comes to connecting church to community. Um, and also finances and wealth and things of that nature. So, man, Mr. D, what's going on? Hey, yeah, bro. It was good, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming, man. We've been trying to do this for two or three weeks. Yeah. We finally got it together. Today is the day. 100%. 100%. So, again, just for the people that don't know you, Mr. D, just real quick, um, just give them your, you know, quick synopsis of uh, who you are, what you do, um, how long you've been doing it, um, you know, and what brought you to being in that type of work. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, my name is uh, Daryl Keith Dandridge, and uh, certainly, like I said, I love, love to shout out. Uh, certainly my guy yeah. and uh, so i'm a, uh, a believer i'm a christian uh, but i'm i'm a husband and i'm a father yep. i'm a grandfather uh, pop pop and a lot, <laughs> lot of folks know because i always talk about being pop pop yeah. and uh, doing that uh, pastor of a church but i am a businessman and uh, but i've always had this thing about uh about money mm-hmm. even as a child mm-hmm. um money was a thing that i always could get it you know, like a chop cotton, a pick cotton, cut yards, rake leaves, cut uh, edges, fighting walls. I'm down from down in the country. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, sure. I heard it when you said cotton. You had me at cotton. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was dead. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, let me know. You were not from around these parts, man. Because you got it from my mom from, man. Yeah. Mariana. Yeah, Mariana. Arkansas. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. That's a big impact. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So you've been a bona fide hustler your whole life. Oh, hey, doing what I, what I got to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, you know, outside of being your pastor and running your own church, you also are a part of a, a really big organization and network, right? Mm-hmm. A business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you kind of explain to people what that, how that, what that is exactly, and how that whole business model works for the people that don't know? Yeah, well, uh, let me take just give you a little background on it. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, even though, like you know, I talk about, I've never had a real problem getting money. Mm-hmm. Keeping money was my problem. It was always an issue. Yeah, you know, and uh, sometimes I even run into, you know, today, you know. Yeah. But I'm out now. What I'm putting my money into is mm-hmm. things that's going to produce yeah. money back for me. Yeah. And so I used to spend a lot of money just, you know, just on, on stuff. Yeah. And so now I'm putting money more so into asset building. Right. Things. And I really became aware of that through an organization that's out of Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, called My Econ. It's M-Y-E-C-O-N. Mm-hmm. And My Econ is short for My Economy. Mm-hmm. And what what the um, the business model is, is to teach everyday individuals mm-hmm how to run your own personal economy, mm-hmm. my economy. My economy. Yeah. yeah. And so because when, when we look at like the, the government, they they uh, they have their economy, mm-hmm. you know, so whether it be state, mm-hmm. city, federal, mm-hmm. county, mm-hmm. everybody got their own economy. Yeah. And so, but the thing about it is they are not really as engaged with my economy yeah. as I have to be. 100%. And so that right there was just a, the perfect, perfect thing and when I, you know, became involved with with this organization yeah. back in 2012, mm-hmm. and I was able to sit down with the founder of the company, mm-hmm. who was a multimillionaire mm-hmm. uh, in his early 50s, mm-hmm. you know, at that time, you know, and he, you know, just sitting sitting down over lunch, over a meal, he he came to Arkansas, and here it is, I'm getting ready to meet with this multimillionaire. I had no idea what we were going to eat. Yeah, it was going to be somewhere really extravagant. Mm-hmm. You know where we end up eating? Where'd I go? Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah, no, Chick Fil A. You know, <laughs> what the Cracker Barrel? Yeah, that yeah. was his. That's his favorite spot. Yeah. And uh, so we sit down, and he said something to me that I'll never forget. And he said, and uh, he asked me. He asked me. He said, "What's your, what, what would you like to be in five years? What would your goal be in five years?" Half-heartedly as a joke, but somewhat seriously, you know, I said, I want to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. He said, you can do it. 
and it was and his the sincerity in his voice you know it wasn't just like what you can do it you gotta get it done you know it wasn't nothing like that he said you can do it i said i i can he said yeah he said i got a roadmap for for you these are the things that you need to need to do what were some of those things he said well one of the things was i gotta understand money that's number one number one gotta understand money i said the other day i said that if you don't truly understand financial literacy when it comes to business, and I understand that's a, a popular thing to say and talk mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. but like truly, truly understanding how to that's project right. money, understanding right. what you need to do to make that money, right. understanding right. the difference in having these different bank accounts and how to manage the money. Absolutely. If you don't understand that, you're already behind the eight ball when it comes to business that's what and it, life. That's where the problem comes with. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And I, even like I said, with business owners, and that's why you know I, I really like to talk with small business owners yes, sir. because I, I want you to understand it's not just about just making money yes sir you know and that's what like so if i just make enough money yeah see but the other thing is that money when you start understanding money mm-hmm. you will understand that money is is just a tool yeah and so and then that's the other part to it because yeah. with me being uh, raising the church mm-hmm. and teaching money and knowing something about money and seeing this in the bible mm-hmm. uh, you know about money and most people don't even know yeah. that the bible talks about money more than it does faith mm-hmm. and also salvation. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that was so important for God and his disciples to, to make key emphasis on that as many times as they did? Because I remember in your book, we're going to talk about that later, mm-hmm. you actually gave the statistic of how many times it yeah. talks about it. I yeah. can't remember the exact number. Over 5,000 times. Yeah, it was like, I knew it was a lot. Yeah, right? a lot. So 5,000. Why do you think there was such a big emphasis for even way back then? Why was it such a big deal? Because it takes money to do ministry. Mm. It takes money to live life, mm. and, you know, and and that's why you know I, I talk about and I tell people all the time, you know, particularly in church or Christians, yes, sir. that the devil don't want us to believe. It. That's why you know, like, it's such an issue, such a problem for church folk to have money. The reason that churches are not doing what they need to be doing or right. what we need to be doing right. in the community right. is because. We think well, I just need enough money for me and my three, yeah, my four, and no more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. But, but no, uh, the 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 enemy wants us to believe that man, money is bad. Yeah, and like saying we, you know, that scripture in First uh, Timothy, you know, that says uh, money. Well, this this way people quote it: money is the root of all evil. Absolutely. But it's not money; it's the love of money. And when you understand, like I stated just a moment ago, that money is simply a tool. Yeah. You know, I, I have a toolbox. And in that toolbox, I have, you know, wire pliers, I have ratchets, mm-hmm. I have uh, uh, screwdrivers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So I, I got these things in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. And all of these things don't work on the same thing. Right. So, but I know in my toolbox, yes, I can reach in and get, okay, this is what I need for this. Right. So when you look at money, money is just, okay, well, what I need for this. Right. A lot of folks say, well, you know, all you need is love. Absolutely. Love ain't going to pay this bill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what my auntie told me and my wife when uh, we were engaged and we made the announcement. Uh, we getting ready to get married, boy, and we are broke, boy. And she's like, uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you know. <laughs> Why y'all get married? We love each other. Love ain't gonna pay the bill. Man. Yeah, because you ain't paid me that money you owe me yet. Man. You still owe me money. You talking about paying for a yeah, wait. Yeah, you know. You crazy. <laughs> and you said something in your book, yeah. man. And I, I was gonna wait till later, but you said something that was just too hard to, to, to give up. And again, that, that book is called mm. A Broke Christian. It's an oxymoron. Yeah. Um, it was a great read, simple read, right? Yeah, and yeah, I like that, what, right? Um, I'm a simple person. hundred percent You said something in there very big. I said hundred percent, bro. Because <laughs> 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 you talked about the difference between emergencies and inconveniences. Mm. Can you explain what you meant by that real quick? Can you get them like a quick, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You talked about that a little bit. Absolutely. Well, uh, uh, most of the time, what happens is that mm-hmm. uh, there are things that's actually inconveniences, mm-hmm. but because we are not prepared, mm-hmm. it's an emergency. Yeah. Can you give them that 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 example that you gave in the book when you talked about that? Wow, let's see. Do you remember what you said? I don't necessarily, I, I, I might do, I might not, because like, like I told you. It's, like been, a long long? it's been a minute, I know. So, so, I know, so, this is one of the first ones you wrote. Yeah, yeah, that's the first one. Uh, well, one one of the things that, uh, in talking about that, was that, okay, just just say that your your, your car break down. Absolutely. Okay, 
if that's okay. Say your car break down, you need a battery. Yeah. All right. Say battery is two hundred bucks. Right. Well, it becomes an emergency to yeah. you. Ah, you freaking out. You know, call nine one one. Right. You know, but when you look at really, it's just an inconvenience if you got the money in the bank. Absolutely. If right. your credit is is tight and you got your your credit card, yeah. and like I say, okay, well, because I pay my my cards off each month, I don't want to use this cash. I'm just gonna use this and then I just pay it off at the end of the month. Exactly. Because on this card, you know what 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 happens is that uh, for all the times I use card, I get extra points. That you know I get cash back. You know all this kind of stuff I get toward my travel or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna pay it off at the end of the week. I'm gonna mm-hmm. pay it off at the end of the month mm-hmm. before they charge me interest. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it's like you go out, click 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 click. That dog, what's the matter? Better mm-hmm. inconvenience. Now I got to get out of this car and go get in my other car Absolutely. and go get a battery. 100%. But if I'm so jacked up. Financially. Financially. Yeah. The other car may probably broke down too. Yeah. You might, <laughs> might not even have another car. May not even have one. Right. You might be sharing one with your wife already as it is. And then if she's at work. Right. Got to call her. And here it is. Coming to emergency. Yeah. And, and now we're panicking. Trying, what are we gonna do? Absolutely. Yeah, what are we gonna do? Absolutely. You know, we know when we're gonna get paid to next Friday. Exactly. Yeah, no, and here it is. Already behind, gotta use that check for something as it is. Absolutely, because what we're paying for this week is what, what happened last week. Hundred percent. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. And so when when you understand that, and that's why looking at the 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 book, the title of the book, that broke Christian is like moron. I, I love it because what happens a lot of times people are like, Oh, you gonna call me a moron? Call you know, I'm a Christian. Oh, you got to understand the meaning of it. What does it mean? Because oxymoron is two words in the same sentence trying to describe the other but can't. Absolutely. Because they're opposites. They're opposites. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they, they don't coexist. Yeah. They, they can't coexist together. Right. Now, now both of them are there yeah. because you can be a Christian. Yeah. But when we look at what the Bible talks about, that the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Mm-hmm. It says you are the head, you're not the tail, you the lender mm-hmm. and not the borrower. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I if I told you once, uh, so when we, we talk with my uh, my daughter, because I've been teaching that lender, lender, we're the lenders, not the borrower, lenders, not the borrower. And uh, my daughter, we, she was about 12, mm-hmm. you know, we were out walking one day, man, you know, we was exercising. And so, and I used that, you know, I told her about that scripture. She said, Dad, I don't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. You know, when folks tell you, you don't mean to cut you off. They, they really mean, they really mean to cut sure. you off. For sure. And so she said, you always be teaching and preaching about we the lenders and not the borrowers. Mm-hmm. But in order to be the lender, don't you have to have some money? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. She said, well, we ain't got no money. Because again, at, at that point, man, like I said, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. I wasn't managing that money well. I can get the money in, but I wasn't keeping it. And so... I got to thinking about that. You know, you're absolutely right. Yeah. If if I'm the lender, that means I got to have money. So that means I need to be generating cash all the time. I need money coming in when I sleep. And it wasn't very long after that was when, because I started praying, and that's that's when I became affiliated with the, the company of my econ. And then uh, as a result of some things that I learned, mm-hmm. I, I decided to sit down and write this book. Mm-hmm. And so if you got broke and you got Christian, those two, they're not. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, no, no. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean that in order to be a Christian, you have to be rich. No, no. That just means that you have to understand how to steward the things you've been given. Right, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because now you can be broke and be a Christian, yeah. <laughs> meaning that I just don't have the money at this point. Yeah. Now, but you actually never broke. Because the thing about it is when, when you understand yeah. the authority and the power that you have. Absolutely. You see, because over in uh, Psalm 82, yeah. it, it says that you are gods. We're gods. Absolutely. Not, not, not G-O-D, apostrophe S, saying that I'm a god, you're a god, you're a god. Those listening to us, you're a god. And so and this is from God. And so he's saying, because you are the son of God, you are the daughters of God. They're like my children. They're dandridges. They're dandridges. Yep. No matter what, what anybody say. Yep. They're dandridges. 
Now, they, they may go out and not act like it. <laughs> Which we all do sometimes. And we do all do sometimes. Absolutely. But the thing about it is the authority and the power that we have Absolutely. is that lets us know that, hey, uh, we can call for money to come. We can call. So it's got to the point of saying like, hey, I need to make sure that I'm creating assets. One of the big things that I learned with is that you have to always put together and have, have your resources set up for cash, asset, cash. You ever heard of that before? I, Using have, that? I heard it in your book. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> so what, what does that mean? That means that you got you take some cash, mm -hmm. and with that cash, instead of buying uh, a liability, right. which most people don't know the difference between a liability and an asset, right. they go out and buy something that's not going to generate cash back to them. Yeah. But they're probably going to keep hemorrhaging them for cash, if anything. That's what it's going to do. Absolutely. That's what it's going to do. Absolutely. And then, but you buy an asset, right? An asset is going to be giving you money, money back on a, on a consistent basis. On a consistent basis. Do you feel like when it comes to emergency inconveniences, I think a lot of the biggest things when it comes to why so many people live in an emergency mindset or an emergency type of life, majority mm -hmm. of their life, is because they don't put their priorities in the right place. Do you think that we should wait to be in love and to serve? If it's possible, I know you can't really control that all the time. But when you're in love, you're in love. When you know, you know. But do you feel like some people prioritize those type of things of trying to give to others and taking care of others and trying to focus on relationships and sex and all of those different things when your finances are not even in order? Mm -hmm. And that's why they're always in this emergency mm -hmm. mindset mm -hmm. because of things like that. Do you feel like we should wait the best we can before we try to give our time and energy to all those things? Or how does that? Because like you said, you was in love, but you didn't even have your life in order the way you wanted to do. Did not, did not. Do you feel like we should try to wait the best we can? I know they can't always control it, but right, right. Well, I, I, I think, I think it should be this way. Right. If we did what we, <clears throat> as parents, should do, teach our children while they're young about finances, about the principles and strategies mm -hmm. of of getting money, yeah. of creating assets, yeah. um, these types of things. If we started right there at the, when they're two and three and four years old, you said, that's too young to be talking about money. Well, but you teach them the ABCs, you teach them the one, two, threes. Money is just as fundamental as that. It's just as fundamental as that. And so when you start teaching them about that on their level, yes, sir. and as they continue to grow, when they do fall in love, it's already in place. So we don't have to wait. And so that's probably the reason why a lot of us live in that emergency mindset is because we're not having those conversations. Right. We're not having those conversations. Now, this is the thing here, because a lot of times we talk about this, you know, uh, my parents didn't teach me this. If my parents had taught me that, your parents didn't know. Yeah. In most cases. Yeah. Because really, now they may know how to make money. Absolutely. But they don't really know how to, you know, to uh, put money. Uh, get money in a position where it'll work for them instead of them working for it. 100. Because you know we we do hear a lot in, in our community, and it's 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 a person's choice. Mm -hmm. You know, well I got mine, you get yours. Yes. You know. Yep. Well, like I said, I had to work hard for everything that I got. Yep. Well, the Bible tells us this: <laughs> that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. In other words, a good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren. Mm -hmm. This is the way it's supposed to work. We don't really teach this. That is, your grandparents were supposed to leave wealth to you, not your parents. Your parents' grandparents were supposed to leave wealth to them. Mm -hmm. You come along, you, yes, you're going to have babies, you're going to do these things, mm -hmm. but your parents were supposed to be leaving wealth for your children. You are creating wealth for your grandchildren. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying here? Absolutely. And so with it, it never skips a generation. No, it don't skip a generation. So like because because we we always we're ahead of the ahead of the game. Yeah. And you know what that made me think of is that that dilemma between the the white community and the black community mm -hmm. where they always talk about how little Johnny can stay in his mom's house till he's 25 and get his stuff together and there's yeah, no yeah, pressure yeah. there. Right. right. Versus for me personally, I moved out when I was 17 years old mm -hmm. with no plan, no no, yeah. no understanding of really how money works. Right, right. Like, so I can go make it, yeah, but right, I don't really right, know how right. it works. Right, right. 
And I think because of that, I was behind the A-ball in a lot of ways. I had to bump my head a lot more than, than maybe, you know, somebody else did that comes from a family where their parents let them stay there. Yeah. Their parents let them save their money. Their parents mm-hmm. taught them how to save their money and things of that nature. And I'm like, why do you feel like in the black community there's such a big stigma around that where it's like, you 18, all right, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Why, yeah. why is that such a big thing? Well it, well, it was the way we were taught. Yeah. It was you know, not our fault, yeah. but that's the way we were taught because our parents uh, and our grandparents basically taught our, their, uh, our grandparents taught our parents that when you get 18, you either got to go to school, or mean college, or you got to get a job, mm-hmm. or you got to go to the army. Mm-hmm. And and that was it. You, you had three options. Yep. Neither one of those options said you can stay here and get yourself together. Never, none of them. Mm-mm. Very rare. Very, very rare. Now, true enough, a lot of us wanted to be grown. and You know, that that's part of it, too. We can't mm-hmm. blame it all on the parents, no, right, per no, se. Because no. like, I know part of it, for me, I wanted that's to be true. grown. Right? That, I wanted to true. be grown. Right. But at the same time, there wasn't ever a conversation either to, to really let me know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't understand how real it is out <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, you yeah, know what right, I mean. Right, right. And so again, because of that type of thing, I think sometimes we get behind the eight ball. We we do, and uh, and again, it goes back to, <clears throat> I believe that if we've been having those conversations, teaching and training, if we've been educated to it, yeah, and then we're able to share that with our our children as they're growing, one hundred percent, and saying like, hey, because like. I, my wife and I, we were actually talking this morning. Uh, our daughter, we have a daughter that's, that's staying with us, and so she's looking forward to certainly, you know, getting married and mm-hmm. have, you know, starting a family and all of that. And so I told my wife, I said, "Well, this is what I want to do." Yeah, we've talked about it before, but I said, "This I'm looking forward to and excited about when when she says, Daddy, uh, me and my husband, check this out, we found a house." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Okay, I got your down payment and your closing costs." Now, now, that right there was like, wait a minute. And so my wife even said, what, what is her husband going to be? I said, I said, I said, now, as long as he's a good dude and he's working and he's making strides toward this, I said, I don't have a problem with it. Now, if he just old bomb just trying to live off of her, I'm like, nah, nah. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But if we see that they that they have a plan, they have a strategy, it's because like my daughter, like I said, ever since she has been, um, Cause she she's actually 29 mm-hmm. and so she has some health issues mm-hmm. and i praise god she uh, just had surgery and uh she is 40 i think 40 days now wow. without seizures i'm glad she's okay man we've been praising god for Absolutely. that you know and so she's getting you know in a place like i said she works and everything like that yeah but this was the thing that we started doing with her and i started teaching teaching her mm-hmm. she got investment accounts yeah accounts yeah plural Ooh. Absolutely. So she she's in there, and you know, and I love it. I had said something <clears throat> here um, two, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. and I I said uh, something about uh, her buying something. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Dad, I ain't got no money." I'm like, "What are you talking about? You ain't got no money." <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna pay my tithes, and I got my investment account. <laughs> say say less. <laughs> <laughs> and that ain't gonna mean you don't physically got no money. That mean I don't have money just to, to yeah, blow yeah, on liability. That's right, that's right. Absolutely. Because she understanding the principle. Understand. And then the other thing too, you know, she said, you know, I'm, I'm making sure that I got money for my business. Because she, you know, got got a dream and aspiration that she's trying to build Absolutely. and have her account set up Absolutely. where she can uh, make money to do her business. Absolutely. And, so, and these are the conversations that we started having. Yeah. You know, and like I said, they, my kids were late. Yeah. Because I wasn't having that conversation with them as little children right so just like my sons when uh well uh, josh uh, the oldest one when he graduated from college mm-hmm. uh, he came home in may and in september he moved out okay from college so from, I mean, from home because he wanted to buy his own house yeah. and he said to me dad show me how to buy a house and i did you know because me and his mom we were buying investment properties and fixing them up and everything like that and he knew that we did non-traditional you know buys and so when I taught him how to do that, and so in September he bought his first house that he lived in. Then after that, in less than a year, he had two other houses, mm. you know, that he was, you know, for an investment property. Mm. And then when he got ready to buy his house, you know, a real nice house, uh, after he got married, he and his wife got married. So he took money out of those properties. And had the money to do it. Had money because to do he it. took the cash and he bought an asset with it. Bought it. And then it produced more cash. And then it created more cash. 100%. What were some of the biggest mistakes you made when you were hustling and you knew how to make money 
but you didn't know how to manage it. What were some of the biggest? Because a lot of people are doing those everyday habits right now, and they don't think that it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because they like, I can make more, which is a lot of, I'm sure, the mindset you had. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make some more. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can buy this today. It's okay. Right. What are some of the biggest things that really burnt a hole in your pocket and hemorrhaged the cash that you were making back then when you weren't buying assets before? What were some of the biggest things that you were doing to waste that money, so to speak? Just a few. You ain't got to go too far, you know. I, know. <laughs> I just don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of those things you were doing? Okay, two things. Okay. Two things in particular. Okay. Food mm-hmm. <laughs> and drugs. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I went into hardcore drugs. Just weed. Yeah, just weed, stuff like that. Absolutely. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. I thought you said you've been in church. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I might maybe my next book gonna be a a, a high question. <laughs> <laughs> because people don't understand how expensive that stuff is. Man. Yes, sir. Man. So because and then as, as a result of that, like so with me spending money on food. And I and and I and probably half of the reason you were spending much money on food you was That's what I'm finna say. That's what I'm saying. You know. And then, you know, like particularly before I got married, yeah. you know, I'm trying to impress the girls and all this kind Absolutely. of stuff. So you know I had to have my we, we didn't call it whips back then. Yeah. But, you know, I had to have my whip yeah. whip together, you know. Now yeah. what I didn't do, I've never been one to just buy new cars. Right. I never been you know. I would try to do my very best to buy, you know, pay cash for them. Like I said, they, so therefore they would be older, but they'd be clean. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, then I put some of the things on there that, that I like to do. And they, Absolutely. But, you know, ooh, check it out. And so, but so with that, uh, I would go and uh, so I'm spending money on clothes. I'm spending money on, on food, going out to eat, um, trips. Yeah. You know, just, just doing all this. Nothing was producing. You know what? You yeah. just thought of, you just made me think of something. What's that? How do you have that real conversation when it comes to that? Cause I got a hard time saying no to the one I love. Okay. Cause when you first met me, when she first met me, I'm big on let's go. You guys, yeah. my sister, like yeah. I'm out of town every other weekend. Uh-huh. A lot of it was for business a lot of the time, right, right. but I'm gonna make it a trip too. Yeah. And yeah. as you yeah. know, Mister D. Mm-hmm. You can look up and spend a thousand dollars quick, one out of time. You might spend that just getting ready to go to. The I trip, know, right? For real. <laughs> buy you a few fits yes, for the trip. Got to yeah, buy the no. rental. Got to get your haircut. Right. Might right, have to man. buy a new luggage. Like before you look up, you didn't spend five hundred dollars easy. Yes, really, really. And then you got to go on the trip. You got to eat. You got to go and do some activities. You would come back. You just spent twenty five hundred dollars easy before you even know it. Right. And you ain't even go nowhere far. No, no, you went no. to Texas. You're right, 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 right inside Texas. How do you have that hard conversation with you? Say, baby, we're in a season where I ain't broke, mm. but I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't either. Don't got it how I had right. it. Or right. I want more, right. and I'm tired right. of splurging on irrelevant. How do you have that? Because I think the reason a lot of people spend the way they spend so frivolously is because they're afraid to have that type of tough conversation, either with the ones they mm. love or mm. themselves. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, again, we were talking about going back to the children. Absolutely. And I think bring into your relationship. Absolutely, it's that communication, it's educating, it's talking. So, about it's so uncomfortable, though, man. Oh, uh, oh, it is. It's very, very comfortable. It's uncomfortable. But what happens is that if you have this from the beginning and said, laid out the plan. This is my plan. This is where I'm trying to get to. That's the part. And I, I and I need to know that you see the vision. That you see it. You know it. Even before we get serious. Me and my wife, we did something that um, most people don't do. Yeah. A lot of time, you know, when you court, you know, before you get married, right? Mm-hmm. You start, you start dating. So you're courting. Mm-hmm. That's what the old, I don't know what y'all call it. Dating, kicking. Dating, dating, kicking, whatever. Saying? Okay. So, but the reason that you do that, mm-hmm. per se, is so that you can get to know that person Absolutely. to see if that's the person you want to marry. Absolutely. Well, she and I, we were not babies when we got married. So she, she's actually uh, four years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And so I was 26, mm-hmm. she was 30. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and we met and married, officially met, and we went, went to college together. We were in college together mm-hmm. and we saw each other. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful love story. Uh, but <laughs> I would tell, I, I'll say that for, for another one. But the thing about it was we had dated several different people, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And we've been, both of us had, had a child uh, before, you know, we got married and, and everything. And so it, it was a thing. 
man, I'm, I'm sick of this. I've been engaged like three times. She had been engaged, you know, uh, one or two times, you know, and stuff. I said, you know what? What I'm going to do is the next woman that I find that I think I might want to, you know, kick it with. I'm going all in. I'm going to let her know this is how I am. And if you can deal with it, great. If you don't like it, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm just going to lay it out. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, we know up front. Yeah. And so when I told her that, she was like, that's the same thing that I was going to do. Yeah. I said that as well. Fed up. And we sat down on the couch at her apartment. Man, I told her about it. I farted in the bed. <laughs> Oop, <I'm ready. laughs> I don't get up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. That's real life, man. It, that's just real life, you know? Absolutely. And uh, so, you know, we were just real, you know, real with each other. And uh, so, and that's, and both of us said, okay, what do you think? She said, the hardest part is getting up with the fart. Yeah. <laughs> so, we've been married now for 32 years. I guess it wasn't. I guess they don't stink that bad. That, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. She, <laughs> <laughs> she invested in a Fareed lot. Fareed by the bed. You. Let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave Fareed it at that. by the bed. That's right. You got sex by the ocean and Fareed by the bed. That is crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm just real like that. And you gotta be, man. And you gotta be. But but this this was the thing that that where when when we sit down because I'm an entrepreneur, right? I've been um all my life. Yes, sir. Where she was a quote unquote worker bee, not in a negative sense. So she she's worked. She did she saw entrepreneurship in her dad. All right, but because he didn't really know how to manage the money, because he made some good money as a mechanic. He because everybody in that, that area, they knew him and they knew the quality of his work. But he blew a lot of money. Yeah. Kept them in, in uh financial ruin because he didn't know how to manage the money. He just spent a lot of money. Never talked to them about it. Mom was already borrowing money, bouncing checks to buy food. Okay. All right. So when she, you know, saw that in me, that was one thing that she was really concerned with. Oh, that's gonna be a tough one. Because you already didn't have that trauma as a as yeah, a kid. yeah, as a kid, you yeah. know. And when I started doing it, she saw that again. Oh, that mercy, I didn't let. I agreed to marriage this joke and doing the same thing my dad was doing. Yes, uh, and she didn't want to live like that. No, she 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 did. But she wasn't leaving. I praise God for that. But this thing about it was that when I really just recognized within myself, mm-hmm. you know what? I am an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm a professional entrepreneur mm-hmm. that needs to be trained. Mm-hmm. And said, so, this is where we're going. This is where I, what I want. Mm-hmm. And dot 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 laid it out. You tell me your your dreams, your aspirations. Which we didn't really talk about, you know, when we were courting. Mm-hmm. Talked about everything else, but we didn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. And and um and I said this 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 is what it's gonna take. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay. I said, you willing to go with me? Cause like I said, we married at this point. You willing to go with me? She said, I got to. We in this thing together. So with me keeping, you know, giving our information. Uh, what like, was that shift though? What like, was what was that shift where you said? I got to learn this. Was it when you joined the company you with now? No, was no, it, no. Or it, was it? What was that that, that was all leading up to it. Let me tell you what the shift was. Okay. The shift really was the night that I came home because um, I had gotten fired from a job. Okay. I got What fired. year was this? This was in within the first six months of our marriage. Oh, man. 1991. Man. Yeah. And so it was 92 when I got, uh, got fired. And when I came home and told her, and I said, okay, you know what? I said, I'm just going to start a business. I'm, I'm going to start my business. And she's like, oh, Lord, you know. And But I, I'm out there working, but this is what happened. I came home one night, and uh, I told her she had a son when we got married, a child when we got married. And so he was about seven years old, eight, eight years old. And so he comes to the door, and I come in. I'm, you know, I'm dragging in from Longdale, trying to make it happen. And he's like, hey, guess what we have for dinner? And I'm like, what? Popcorn! Oh my goodness, man, I felt that small. It was that bad. And we had nothing mm. in that house. And I said, well, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta, I gotta make sure I do it right. And so that's when I really went before the Lord and said, I need you to give me instruction, give me direction. And so it was a struggle for, for a minute, you know, starting the business and everything like that. 
And uh, but and then I didn't really know what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it because I was a jack of all trades, master of none. And I started making some money, but the thing about it was, like I said, just as fast as it was coming in, it was going out. I was, you know, I wanted to be that 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 good husband. I wanted to make it up to her and everything. But then that's when again the question was, how do you make that that transition? I said, hey, I got to stop and say, okay, baby, this is what this is what we're gonna do. This is the direction we're we're gonna go in. And I want to know, are you with me? She said, okay, let's let's do it. And so I basically, you know, I've had odds and end jobs, did what I had to do. But when I talk with her, she's been with me. She's cried, you know, and everything like that. But she knows that I had a plan. And then when that day came, you know, even though she was telling me, hey, I want to do this. Can't do it right now. You know, yeah, but I'm tired of seeing all my friends. I know we can't do it right now. But then when that day came, the Lord says, it's time. Do it. And I uh, I told her, I said, okay, that house. one of the most uncomfortable things to say and do, though. Man, y'all always, we can't it was, do it right now. Yeah, y'all always, it, it was uncomfortable. But the thing about it was, I knew where I was going. I knew where I was going. So I the GPS of my life was laid out. And so to say, to tell her, we can't do it right now. It was uncomfortable, but it wasn't uncomfortable enough to the point that I, I said, okay, we're going to dump the bank account. You know, when I got into real estate and I, I saw, I said, okay, there's some good money in this. And I went from broke, really, <laughs> I, I always laugh at that when I say broke, you know, I was a Christian. They talk about being broke, but I wasn't broke because I had, had the knowledge, I had some wealth of knowledge. I just need to start applying it. And so when I got me a mentor, I say, I want to learn how to buy houses, you know, non-traditionally. My credit is bad. I ain't got no money. Hmm. And so I set up under him, and uh, he taught me, and uh, I had two cars in the yard broke down. House was in foreclosure. Got with him on that, and in less than uh, 10 months, I had $100,000 in the bank and owned three houses. You know, this is like, wow. Wait a minute. What was that process to be able to accumulate that type of cash flow? Like, what was that like? What, was, what did you have to do to do that? Get educated. But no, no, no. Give me the, like, step by step. What did you do at that moment to build that type of cash value in that, in that time frame? That's, well, that's 10K a month, basically, yeah. roughly. How, what did you do? Got educated. What did you learn? <laughs> oh, that's what you want to know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I learned how to change my mindset. Most of the time when we hear uh, education, you need to get an education. Yeah. Most of the time we, we think that means you got to go to college. Right. I got around people yeah. that was doing what I wanted to do. Right. The ones who are, are showing the success. <clears throat> and I learned from them. I need you to teach me. And that's what I did. I went to him and I asked him to show me yeah. what you're doing. And the great part about it, he was willing to do it. Right. Now, he charged me money. Of course. He charged me money. And that'd be the part that'd be killing me. If we say we want to change and better and this and that, but when that happens... That's where the problem comes. Absolutely. And it's, and it's got stories behind that. His thing was, I got um, his, his program. I was one of his first students. He charged uh, me and another girl to teach us $5,000. Mm -hmm. Like I said, this was in... 2005, mm -hmm. so, and I told him, I said, well, I, I don't have $5,000. He said, don't worry about it, because I'm going to show you how to do it, and you're going to make money, and you just give me money out of, out of your first property. I said, hey, you good with it, I'm good with it. Yeah. And so he started teaching me about, number one, he says, you need to change your tax status on your job. That's number I, one. I was working job. That's number yeah, one. Ch change the tax status. Why was that so important? Yeah. Because that was money I was just giving to the government. I was loaning money to the government. And what I had to do was I changed my W-4. Mm -hmm. So uh, where I was claiming two or three, uh, claiming three on my, my taxes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they were taking all these tax, I mean, on my W-2, my W W-4, they were taking all this tax money, sending it to the government mm -hmm. every month, mm -hmm. every pay period. All right, well, there's a story behind that too. Mm -hmm that I learned mm -hmm. and it, being educated. 
what it did. So with that man, he said he need to change it to 10. I said, well, I ain't got no 10 kids. <laughs> and so he says, your exemptions and allowances, that doesn't mean kids. So what, you, what is it that the government allows you, the government allows you to be exempt from and then what allowances can you make to uh, make up for that? I'm like, okay. So my check, me and my wife's check, uh, both of us, we changed our W-4s mm -hmm. from, because uh, I think I was carrying three and she was carrying one. Mm -hmm. All right. That's, that's the way we're taught, you know. How many kids y'all got? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were literally putting how many kids you had. That was it. Right. So what they ended up doing was that we both went to 10 um, exemptions. Went to 10 exemptions and um, our checks, we started bringing in right at $500 a month mm -hmm. into our paychecks. That that weren't there previously. No. The money money was there. Right, right, but it was it going was to going, the government. It was going to the government. Right. We were making money. So it was going to the government. Right. It was going where I learned, I became educated to the point that the job was taking the money out of my check. Right. And putting it in another account. Putting it in their bank account. Absolutely. And so then every the quarter, yeah, absolutely. Every three months. Absolutely. Then they didn't draw interest off of it. And it wasn't in no bank account. It was in an escrow. It, it was in an investment account. Absolutely. That's genius. It's, it's, it's crooked a little bit, but it's genius. And it's legal. Absolutely. It's not really crooked. It ain't really ain't crooked. It really no, ain't. That's that's because the government says. And they're not gonna tell you to change your tax their tax uh no, they're not gonna tell you no, to do that because no, they don't want you to do that. No, because that's less money, you know. That they Absolutely. Were they mad when you change it? No. The most well, as far as the because now this company had eleven thousand employees. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, so they probably need, yeah. yeah. So it ain't but a, a couple of us yeah. that was doing it. Absolutely. You know, anyway. Absolutely. Now some other folks they may have been doing it, but they were just trying to figure out what was gonna happen Absolutely. at the end of the year. But I was like so what we were getting back uh, uh, a little bit of money, mm -hmm. you know, three, four, five hundred dollars, mm -hmm. you know, after we didn't yeah, I mean we were getting uh two or three thousand dollars for income tax return. Mm -hmm. All right. Well we went from there to uh, bring it home like four. Mm -hmm. $4,000. Mm -hmm. Man, that, that was cool. All because of those changes. Yeah, all because of those changes. And so that's and how you started to accumulate that money? And that was the money that, that was coming in. Like I said, man, we were using that, paying off debts, everything like that. And Absolutely. So we were uh, buying property. You know, so we got the properties. We would uh, refurbish those properties. We would take take a property, first, my very first property, I talk about it in the book. Yeah. Uh, the very first property that I bought was, uh, I think I paid. Uh, $2,500 for it. Mm -hmm. And it was on a lot. You can stand on the street, look through from this street to that street mm -hmm. because it just had two by fours. And I had a roof on it and had a foundation. No no pipes, no no uh, no wiring, electricity, nothing. And it was an eyesore to the community. Mm -hmm. And that was what we, we decided, okay, this is going to be our focus. We're going to start uh, building up the neighborhood that she was raised up in mm -hmm. uh, here in Little Rock. And so with that man, got a bank, found a bank. He told me, he says, what you do is that you go to every bank that will, that you can. And then one of those banks is going to give you money. I said, but, but my credit is jacked up. I don't have any credit, but I ain't got no money. He said, what you do is you talk to every bank and one of them banks is going to give you some money. And I'm like, okay. Did you finally find one? Yeah. And this was the thing. I, I put together, he, he educated me. And that's why I talk about educating. I got to educate it. He told me, he said, that's what you need to do. He said, you need to find you a team. You need to find you an electrician, find you a plumber, find you a contractor. All right. He says, and then also a real estate, a real estate agent. You need to find you a uh, inspector and an appraiser. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, you do. You you know you just yeah. got yeah thank they they gonna come to you because you're looking for you expecting it. I'm like I don't know none of these folks, man. Look at every time I turn around here was somebody. I said, well, look, I'm I'm getting this is what I'm getting ready to do. I got this property, and I and I got the property from a guy that uh, just gave me the title on it. You had to pay for it. No, I, I gave him five hundred dollars for earnest money. That's crazy. Then oh, that was the other thing, man. Cause like it's all in the book. You know how I came up with five hundred bucks. 
Because again, I ain't have no money. And my mentor, to, he said, yes, you do. I said, man, I ain't got no $500. I know I don't. He said, yes, you do. And then it, it dawned on me where the $500 was. And what was it? It was in our property, in my home that I was raised up in. Passed away. Yeah. And so my, my brother, my, my parents had died. My brother was managing the property. And uh, we had two sisters. Uh, well, three sisters at the time, but two of them were on disability. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't work, you know, but whenever they needed something, we would just take the money out of that because we was renting that house up. Right. And so, and I thought about it. I called him. I said, hey, man, this is what I'm getting ready to do, my brother. And uh, I said, I need to borrow because the money was for, for the sisters. Right. And uh, I'm working and everything. I said, I need to borrow $500 till I get this. He's like, okay. We, we talked to the other, the other siblings. They said, fine with us, as long as they're when we need it. You know, got the money. Uh, that 500 paid the dude to earn his money. He gave me a title. Wow. I, so I had the title. So I mean, I own the property. So I just started going to the bank. I said, here's my title. And this is what I'm going to do to this property. Yeah. And uh, they looked at it and said, well, that was those that said, your credit is jacked up. But you own the property. You ain't got no down payment. Don't need no down payment. I own the property. So that was yeah. so that was the leverage that you used because yeah. they could have took they was going. That's the leverage. I got yeah. you. So as long as you got something to offer, somebody will do it. Somebody's gonna do it. And so when I went to uh, in the last bank that I went to, they don't exist anymore because you know the banks have changed name. But uh, one bank. So I went to one bank. That was the name of it. And uh, I, I told the guy and talked to him back and forth. And he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be be hard, but we we can make this thing happen." So let me talk to my people. So then he called me one day and he says, uh, it's approved. Got the appraisal on, on the property. And like I told you, the house was like she just had a roof. It was an eyesore. Uh, had a foundation and had two two by fours and, and had the uh, the side just kind of hanging out. And I saw. I said, this is what I'm going to do to for the property. You know how much they gave me? How much? $47,000. From 500 47,000, 47.2 as a matter of fact. And that was for you to fix it up? For me to fix it up. Right. How much you ended up flipping it for, you remember? Well, I didn't flip it. What I did is I, I rented it because my- Okay. My, my- You uh, wanted it passed yeah, it yeah. So what I did was that is uh, I took, it took 27,000 uh, right around that to fix the property up. Mm -hmm. All right. And so then that, the rest of the money was mine. So then out of that money, I went and bought another property. Mm -hmm. Did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Same thing, same exact thing. Absolutely. So Did you go get another loan, or you just use that money alone? No, I, I got just use that twenty k. Yeah, no, no, I uh, I used I took the um, that money, yep. and uh, like I said, I had more leverage now. Absolutely. And so, uh, but when I went into the bank, I said, "Hey, I got another property. It's what I want to do." And they said, "Okay." Same bank or a different one? Same bank. Wow. Same bank. Because I'm, I'm building rapport with them. Absolutely. So they saw what what I was doing, was working on that. So got that property. Uh, built the um, uh, fix that house up absolutely, and then money out of that property, and I went to another property. Wow. Did the same thing, and so like I said, the first one I got, uh, like I said, uh, forty seven thousand. The next one I paid, you know, had to pay twelve twelve five mm -hmm. for that property, mm -hmm. and uh, it was in you know better condition, but they were asking thirty eight thousand. Mm. I got them down to twelve thousand. I can't keep doing. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't even want to know how you did that. I, I asked for. Man, you, you've given so many gems here um, on a number of things. Um, <laughs> I think we could talk all day. Yeah, but I think the the real question I would love to know is because from my background in community outreach and doing that type of work for so long before you know media really took over for me. Um, a lot of churches we used to reach out to me and they'd be like, how do we get more youth involved mm -hmm. in church? How do we get more youth mm -hmm. involved and, you know, want to be a part of our congregation, so to speak, yeah. right? How do we connect with that audience? And I said, a lot of the reason why people don't want to come as younger is because, like you just said, y'all not down to earth. Mm -hmm. Y'all do so much preaching, but there's very little teaching, right? Right? There's, right. there's, there's nothing that I can hardly take back and apply to my real life, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. such as building wealth. Right. Understanding money, right. right? How to deal with relationships, like real things that we go through every single day. Right. And I said, I think that's the biggest disconnect. And um, so for you, what do you think is the biggest connection 
between money and church? What do you think is the relationship there? And why don't more people talk about money in church? Well, I think that's starting to become a thing now mm-hmm. that more people, more people are doing. It is. But why did it take so long? And what is the big, what's the relationship between the two? Well, it, it goes back to what you know I said earlier on in this, uh, in this interview, mm-hmm. is that the enemy, mm-hmm. uh, us, meaning Satan, mm-hmm. that he wants us to believe that, that money is evil. But the thing about it is, if money is so evil, mm-hmm. why would he not want us to have it? Mm-hmm. You see, because if he's evil, mm-hmm. I mean, he would want us to have it. Absolutely. Now, when we do get it, if we don't understand how to use it, it's going to be a problem. So the disconnect is what we have understood and what we've been taught and the way we've been taught uh, about money and how it works. And, and that it is a bad thing. But again, it goes back to being, being a tool. One of the, I was talking, we were you know getting ready to do a, we did a big giveaway, food giveaway this past Saturday here before Thanksgiving. And what happened was that one of the uh, ladies that used to be a member of our church was talking to one of the present members. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got to talking about the event that I got coming up in December, mm-hmm. uh, which is our uh, Health and Wealth Fitness Weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. So on the finance part, what she was at, she says, and the, the, the former member told, told the uh, present member, she said, you know, Pastor D, you've been talking to us about finances and church. For a long time. And we just didn't get it. But he kept on talking about it. And that's the thing there. Is that sometimes we get discouraged. Because it, it's not working the way that we think it ought to work. Or that we thought it would work. Mm-hmm. We think, okay, well, you, you teach it one time. Everybody's going to be, uh, everybody's going to get saved. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, talking about finances or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it takes a while, but we have to be consistent in it. And then when you uh, show that consistency in it, eventually it's going to click. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like I said, I wanted uh, our youth. I don't, at this point, like I said, we had uh, several youth and they were all around the same age, you know, same ages. And they graduated from uh, from, uh, from uh, high school and they all went to different parts, you know, different colleges or, you know, out of the state. But the thing about it was I wanted to make sure that they, they knew that money in the church was uh, was good. As long as, you know, we do right with it. When I pray over the offering, I always promise the Lord, I say, Lord, we will be good stewards yeah. over this that you've blessed us with. Yeah. And so that's what has to happen. Uh, we got to uh, make sure that people understand that money is not evil. Money is good. That's why God talked about it. Because I tell people all the time, I say, I preach for free. But it takes money for this ministry. to do ministry. 100%. You know, so... Uh, people even want to, that kind of like going back to when you talked about just a moment ago for my mentor, you know, I paid for a mentor to show me how to, uh, to make money. Yeah. All right. And so, but people, they want to come to me for uh pre-marriage counsel, marriage counsel, you know, and everything like that, but they want me to do it for free. Well, I can do it for free. God has blessed me to be able to share, but, uh, it would be nice if I got to come away from my family. Because you have never gone to your doctor and said, I'm not paying a copay. <laughs> never. I'm not paying a co-insurance. I'm not going to pay you an insurance. I just want you to tell me what's wrong with me. I want you to run all the tests. And I ain't giving you no money. Doc, I want you to leave your family. I know you got staff. I got staff too. I got a wife and, and kids. <laughs> you know? Biggest staff of them all. The biggest staff of them all. But that's the thing about it is like so when, when people start understanding, it's like, you know what? Uh, people need money, even in ministry. And this as an appreciation. You know, I, I teach classes, you know, whatever my class may be, it always kind of comes back to this. Yeah. But a lot of times, you know, uh, other ministries have me talking about, about money, mm-hmm. uh, you know, come to ministry or do a class or something like that. And then uh, people that call me, and again, they, they want it for free. And, uh, but when you have those who got the right mentality, they'll say, Hey, you know, I really like what you said in the class. And, uh, I want to get some more information. I want to do some one-on-one. I want to go out to lunch. We'll be happy to pay you. Tell us what your fee is. 
Man, that is music to my ear. Absolutely. Not, it's not even about the money. No. To me, it's not. Because one of the most it frustrating really things for me, business-wise, when somebody says, you know, I need your services, we want to work mm. with you, is when I give them the, the blueprint uh-huh. and you do nothing with it. Ooh. That's so frustrating. Because mm. it's mm. deeper mm. than money. It for is. me, because I gave yeah, you, I I've given you the most thing that I can never get back. Right, right. My, my time. time. My time. And now yeah. you're going to go put something, some half cock mammy together, and they're going to say, who helped you with that? Yeah. And then you're going to say me. Yeah, I know, right? And I right. didn't help you do no, that. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Right? Was, was the devil is a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the thing I love about it, like yeah. you said, I'm going to pay you your fee is because mm. when you put a price on your value, it's yeah. going to get right. the people out of the way that aren't serious. That's right. That's what That's I love right. about it. That's right. That's you know right. what I mean? That's right. Just yesterday. I have it all the time. Hey, I want I want your help with da 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 All right, well, hey, this is what you got to do. Here's the link. Mm. Here's, the, here's the fee. That you... Then DM me back. Right, right, right. That's okay. Right. Because right. you got out of the way. You got out of the way. You didn't waste yeah, my time. Yeah, absolutely. Because at one moment, I know you can attest to this. You probably did it for free, right? Or you mm-hmm. you'll help them for free and they'll pay you later, or you think you're gonna go through this whole process and mm-hmm. then talk about money last, but then you get to it and like, oh I gotta pay for it. Yeah. So yeah. you did all this stuff right, up front. Right. Oh, I gotta pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, let's have that conversation up first so I right. can know if you're serious and right. you're gonna really right. commit to this. That's right, that's right. That's you know right. what I mean? So that's why I like that whole yeah. that conversation because it gets the people that are gonna just waste your time out of the way for you to go that's too right. far. That's right. That's right. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. And and we're gonna end it on this. Okay. If if you could give one solid piece of advice to the people, what I call it is food for thought. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to call it. What would be that thing that you give them to just go on for the rest of their life with? Business, life, financial literacy, um, from a spiritual standpoint, like what would be that one piece of advice you would want to give them? Always invest into something that's going to pay you back. That's in life. When you put your invest in your time, when you invest in your wisdom, your knowledge yeah. into people, yeah. it's gonna pay you back. Not not necessarily just financially. Yeah. You know, not not meaning that, but you're gonna see the fruit of your reward. Yeah. Uh, if it's money, you're taking that money, that cash asset cash, mm-hmm. take the cash, buy an asset, it's gonna create more cash for you. That's what I simply just said. Investing into something, relationships. Invest into a relationship that's going to give you something back. And I'm not talking about, you know, just in, in, in uh, marriage or dating or something like that. Investing in give, you know, kids. They're going to give you kids back. Mm-mm. No. I'm talking about something that's going to bring value to your life. Because the greater value you have, yeah. the more value now you can put back. More so into the, into the earth. 100%. And, that, and that's what it's about because God has blessed us. God invested his son, Jesus Christ, into us so that we can go out and get others. Tell them about the good life. Oh, the same is not going to be difficult. You know, I've, I've taken money, you know, and I've invested in, in some stocks, you know, and they didn't always give me the return that I wanted when I wanted them. Oh, but when you get that, get that letter. And you get like what well, like now, like say so you get an email to check your account. Man, that's a wonderful feeling mm-hmm. because I see now that it's starting to grow mm-hmm. because I invested. When I get uh, the conversation I had with the lady, and the lady said he's been talking to us about finances for years. Now, I see the value in that. That right there, that blesses me. That makes me want to go on. And continue to do that. I just thank you for spending time with me. Um, yeah, thank you for letting me. That we can give to people, man. Man, I tell you what, hundred percent. We really got to do a part two. Bro. We got to do a part two. Do a part two, man. That would be great. To. We got to, man, because um, I know you, I know there's so much more that we can say and that can be said. Oh yeah. I um, mean, it can be taught, and so yeah, and, and you helping me, right? Because that's why I love doing this. Because what people don't know is just really a way for me to get free game. Oh. You feel me? It's really oh. what it is. I'm giving free oh, master classes okay, okay. in a way, you know? Okay, yeah. So yeah. now you got me thinking about, let me do real estate. I need to get into this. Well, right? You know what I mean? Like, you, you're teaching me that. Yeah. And so, I, I, but that's a big thing. And again, yeah. I just appreciate you. Um, yeah, I appreciate you. 100%. So, how I can people connect you. with you? How can they learn more about your business? How can people, you know, become already part of your ministry? How can they go about that? Just give the people how they can get the best way to go about it and get in contact. Well, the, the, I guess probably the best way, because like I said, I'm uh, part of 
uh, most of the platforms, you know, the social media platforms. But uh, you can call me directly at 501-580-4748. So just text me. Uh, that's the best right now. If you call me, I'll recognize the number. I'm not answering. You hear me? You hear me? And, and leave a message. I think we'll owe somebody. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> like one of the things, like say, a message unleft is a call unreturned. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, Mr. D, man, again, I appreciate you for spending the time. And Thank you for having me. Absolutely, sir. And right. that concludes another episode of Speak Up to the Podcast, man, the podcast where we just try to bring more value to you guys every single day, man. Come on until next time. We love y'all. Hey, what's up? This is Will Z Tidwell with Speak Up Z. And I just want to take a quick second just to thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Speak Up Z, the podcast. And my only goal with this platform is to motivate you, inspire you, and educate you around all things life, business, and mental health, whether it's myself or me bringing on a special guest. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. We don't ask for any type of monetary gains or anything like that. The best thing you could do for us is just like and subscribe to the channel. Until next week, we'll see y'all later. Peace.